Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. So today we're going to push pause on our series on the book of Ephesians. Because there's an there's a urgency in my heart for our church. There's an urgency in my spirit. Like I've never known. And I hear an alarm sounding. I hear God saying it's time. I hear Romans 13, 11 going through my heart. Pastor Mark spoke on that yesterday to our, to our teenagers. But I hear God saying, you've got to understand the time in which you are living. It's time for you to wake up. Our salvation is nearer than we think. It's time. I hear it in my heart. I hear God telling me as a pastor, Chad, you've got to do your job to get your people ready. You can't worry about any other church. I put you over Destiny Church. You're the shepherd of that house. Get them ready. I hear it in my heart. I hear him saying my return is soon. Now, please hear me. I don't want to sound like the boy that cried wolf. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be up here saying, hey, the sky is falling, and then next year nothing looks different. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be overdramatic. I've been in church for 45 years, and for 45 years I've heard preachers just like myself stand up here on stages and say, Jesus is coming very soon. And every year passes, and he's, this could be the year. And listen, I, I was sitting there at my desk this week, and I'm thinking, Lord, I think we've heard that so many times we've tuned it out. I think we've been cold to the thought that Jesus might return. But can I tell you, with every fiber inside of me, I believe that Jesus is coming back very soon. But he's not coming back for a defeated church. He's coming back for a victorious church. He's coming back for a church without spot and without wrinkle. And for that to happen, we've got to go into prayer. Because I'll tell you right now, we're not victorious. We're defeated. We don't look like what he wants us to look like. I believe he's returning. And please hear me. Please hear my heart. I don't want to sound harsh. Today, I don't want to sound judgmental. I don't want to sound condemning. I don't want to use scare tactics. I grew up in churches that, you know, I grew up in an era where they, let's say it this way. I grew up in an era where they used scare tactics to get people in the altars. They would stand up here and say, Jesus returns in one minute. You know, and you're sitting there thinking, oh, sweet Lord, he's coming back. I got to go say it yet. You know, and you got saved last week, you know. When I started preaching, I started using those same scare tactics. You know, I preached the whole thing on hell, just made people feel like the room was hell. And I was like, getting them in the altars, you know. I've tried scare tactics. I don't want to use scare tactics today. I want to stay as far away from scare scare tactics as I possibly can. But I have to be obedient to the word that God has put in my heart. And so today I have to share. So today we're kicking off 30 days of prayer and repentance here at Destiny Church. Not a lot of you know this. I didn't finish there, but I went to Evangel University um, for a few years, and uh, my first two semesters, I lived on campus. Um, Evangel, um, for students that live on campus, they have a curfew. If you live on campus, they have a curfew. I don't remember the time. I think it was like 11 p.m. during the week and like 1 a.m. on the weekends or something like that, and if you don't make curfew, the doors lock and you can't get in the building. Um, to go to, to sleep. And so I had a roommate. His name was Joe. And uh, Joe would sometimes miss curfew. Um, I was a rule follower. I would never do a thing like that. But anyway, um, one night Joe calls me. He had been out with his girlfriend a little too late. I think they were in a prayer meeting. But anyway, um, but he called me one night. 
And, he's, and I don't remember this. I don't remember all of this. Um, he called and he said, I'd just pick up the phone and slam it down. I literally don't remember any of this. I, this is just what he told me. And he said he called five or six times. I remember, I'm guessing, the sixth time. Because um, on the sixth time he called me, and what he's doing is he's calling me to let him in the door. You know, I'm sleeping, and it's like 3 a.m. And he's calling me to let him in, and I'm like a sound asleep. And I just keep picking it up, slamming it down. And he said, finally on the sixth time, and I, I do remember this, I picked up and said, I don't care who you are or what you want. I'm sleeping, leave me alone. And I slammed the phone down, and I took it off the hook. Well, needless to say, Joe slept in his car that night. And the next day, he was very, very angry at me. Well, the Lord reminded me of that story this past week. And here's what he said to me. Chad, I'm calling. And the church keeps hanging up on me. He said, Chad, I'm calling. And you keep hanging up. But I heard him say this. But I haven't given up yet. And listen to me. There's a lot of you in this room. You hear this call. You hear it in your spirit. You hear this urgency. You hear the Lord saying, I'm doing something fresh and I'm doing something brand new. And so the Lord's saying, I haven't given up. I'm still calling. But here's what I hear him saying. I'm still calling, but this call that you're hearing now is a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. And I want to tell you exactly what I heard him say to me when, I, when he began to refresh this. He said, but if you don't answer the call, Chad... If you don't get out of bed, if you don't go to the door, and if you don't let me in, here's what I heard him say, you will miss me. So today, consider this message your wake-up call. Let's pray. Father, I just ask in these next few moments as we deliver this word that you download it into my heart for Destiny Church, Republic, and Marshfield. Father, I pray right now that you would give me clarity you would help me to communicate this clearly. But God, you would open all of our hearts and all of our minds and all of us, even if we didn't sense the urgency, that today we would sense the urgency in the spirit. And today we would change. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, amen. If you have your Bible, flip to 2 Chronicles chapter 7. I'm going to read this from the message translation. It'll be on the screen. But I'm going to pick it up in verse 13. Here's what it says. If I ever shut off the supply of rain from the skies, or if I order the locusts to eat the crops, or listen, or if I send a plague on my people, sounds like 2020. It just kind of sounds like, I mean, if I ever shut off the banks and all this stuff, listen. He says, but if my people, if my God-defined people respond by humbling selves, praying, seeking my presence, and turning their backs on their wicked lives. Listen, I'll be ready for you. I'll listen from heaven. I'll forgive your sins, and I'll restore your land to health. Everybody say this word with me. Say if. Yeah. Say it loud. Say if. Yeah. If. Yeah. If. It's this big word. If my people. If the church, if you as an individual, if you as a family, if me, this is a big word. If. And if I'm being honest with us today, I don't think we've done a good job responding to that if. I don't think we've done a good job responding to this passage of Scripture. If my people, if my God-defined people, if they'll respond... If they'll respond, what's he asking us to do? To humble ourselves? What's he asking us to do? To pray and three people show up at prayer meetings? 
What's he asking us to do? To seek his face. And some of us, we don't pick up our Bible except to go to church on Sunday and then maybe never. What's he asking us to do? Turn from our sinful ways? No, we don't turn from them. Now we just justify them. Are you hearing my heart? Are you hearing the urgency of this message? If my people will respond. I want you to think about your life for just a moment. I want you to point your finger at anybody else. I don't want you to think, well, my spouse needs to hear this message. My kid. No, I want you to think about you. Because one of these days you're going to stand before Jesus and he's not going to judge you based off your spouse or your kid. He's going to judge you based off of you. So for these next few moments, I want you to think about you for just a moment. I want you to think about you as a husband, you as a dad, you as a wife, you as a mom, you as a, a son or a daughter, you as a grandparent. I want you to think about you. And if we would all be honest for just a moment, and if we would assess our life as a whole. Listen to me. I'm not saying assess your Sunday morning life. Your Sunday morning life looks different than your Tuesday life. Hello? I'm not saying when you put your mask on to be somebody else. I'm saying your whole life. Integrity is being the same person when nobody's looking. That's, that's kind of what integrity is. That's kind of what character is. So when you're all by yourself and nobody's paying attention, that version of you, I want you to assess that version of you. If, I want you to consider it. If you would honestly look at your life, if you would cons- honestly consider who you are, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I think it's a pretty sturdy limb to stand on. I would say that honestly, if all of us would assess our lives, we'd have to say, honestly, I'm falling short in this area. Let me just say I'm not pointing fingers. I'm judging myself. And I'm going to be real transparent and honest with you. I'm falling short. That's one of the reasons I've wrestled with this message is because do I want to pay the price? I don't want you to stand up here and preach something and ask you guys to do something I can't lead. And I feel like I'm falling short. I've fallen short of this in myself. Here's the deal. I've been prideful. And I try to act like I don't have pride. But here's, here's my definition of pride for me at least. When you make decisions outside of prayer, you're prideful. Why? Because you're saying, God, I don't need you. Making decisions for myself, making decisions for my family, making decisions for this church. Hey, this is good strategy. Hey, I saw this in a book. We can do this. Well, God's saying, no, I didn't ask you to do that. That's pride. I've got sin in my life. There's areas in my life where the Lord has revealed to me, Chad, you have justified that. You've said it's small. Listen, there's no small sin. Sin is sin, and sin separates us from God. And the Lord has whispered to my heart, and he said, Chad, there's areas in your life that they're not keeping you out of heaven, but they're keeping you away from my presence fully because you've justified them. So I've fallen short in this. I've fallen short as a husband. I've, I've been, I'm like, Lord, do I want to go all in? Because I know that as I go all in and be all you've called me to be, I can't be as selfish as I've been as a husband. I can't be as selfish as I've been as a dad. I've fallen short as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, as a friend. The Lord has convicted me. I haven't always led this church in the exact way and form and fashion that I've to- felt like the Lord was telling me to do. Because here's why. Here's a real moment of transformation. Because I was a- I've been afraid that if I lead the church in the way that God told me to leave, people might leave. But God, if I do that, 
People are going to get upset at me. People are going to leave. And I want to tell my friends how big my church is. And sadly, here's what I hate to do. I hate to admit, but I've catered more to you and more to myself than to the King of Kings. And I'll tell you guys, I've, I, have, I have wrestled with this sermon. I have, this has been, I've went back and forth. Yes, I'm a pastor. And yes, I love Jesus with all of my heart. And I'm going to tell you something today. I want Jesus more than anything else in this world. I want him more than fame. I want him more than fortune. I want him more than notoriety. I want him more than friendships. I want him more than a big church. I want Jesus. There is nothing, I'll tell you, this weekend in the presence of the Lord reminds me there is nothing in this world that compares to the presence of Jesus. I just told you how much I loved Big Sky, but I would, ta- I would trade Big Sky Montana. I would trade the lake. I would trade a championship in, for the Cardinals or the Chiefs. I would, tra- I would trade a big church for one moment in his presence. I'm just telling you, I want, I, I want it that much. But I say all that to say, I've grown comfortable in living how I'm living. I've grown comfortable doing church how we do church. And I've asked myself, I've asked myself, I, I, haven't, I haven't even brought this to my wife yet. I've asked myself, as I've felt the presence of the Lord nudging me, as I've felt the Lord speaking to my heart, Chad, do you really want to go all in? I've asked myself that question. Do you really want to pay the price? Do you, really want to, do you really want to respond to the if? If, my people, do you really want to respond to that? And I'll tell you, this is no small thing for me. This is not a trivial sermon. This is not some sermon I'm preaching just to conjure up emotions. And then next Sunday, we're back the same. This is a big deal for me. This is in my heart. This is stirring. And I'm seriously, even as I'm preaching it, asking myself this question. Do I really want to do this? Do I really want to answer the if? Do I really want to go all in? Do I really? I've been wrestling with it in my heart, in my mind, in my body. I, I've woke up thinking about this. Do I really want to preach this message when honestly preaching the message I had for Ephesians would have been simpler, would have been cleaner, and we could have just kept going and none of you would have ever known what I'm wrestling with. Do I really want to go? Do I really want to put myself out on a limb like this? Do I really want to set myself up to be judged by you or to be judged by God? Do I really, am I really willing to stop catering to you? I mean, I've honestly, do I really want to stop being a people pleaser? I never thought I was a people pleaser until the Lord told me this week you were. I was like, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm okay, you know. I mean, this is just, I'm just being honest with you today. Am I really willing to lead my family? Am I really willing to lead this church where I feel like God is telling me to lead it? And I'll tell you, I've come to the conclusion. And I thought I was there. And the youth conference is happening. But I'll tell you, at the youth conference yesterday, Pastor Mark, you did a great job preaching a message to our students. It's a tremendous word. And I was sitting there thinking, I'm all in. I mean, I just asked the students to go all in and to cross a line. But at the end of his message, he started talking about having a Messiah mentality. And it was in that moment, I was like, yes, I'm all in. 
And he asked the students to stand up for all the students who want to have a Messiah mentality. And here I am, the pastor of the church, and I stood to my feet. It was in that moment yesterday that I was like, yeah, I am all in. And, and here's, what I, here's the conclusion I came to. I don't care who goes with me. I do. I do care. I don't, I don't want to be left charging the gates of hell by myself. But I told the Lord I'll do that. I don't care if every single friend I have or every single person in this church tells me, Pastor Chad, we don't want to go where you're leading the church. That's what I've wrestled with. Am I willing to do that? I'm ready to go. I know I have to answer the if. I have to lead this church how God is telling me to lead this church. So today, before I ask another soul to respond, I personally want to stand in front of you in this room, those watching from our Marshfield campus, those watching online, and I want to say to you, today, August 9th, 2020, I, Chad Blancet, husband to Tasha, father to Mariah, Makai, Maddox, and Malik, and father-in-law to Cody Lewis, Pastor of Destiny Church, I answer the if, and I'm all in. But listen, it can't just be me. It can't just be her and I. It can't just be us and our five kids now. It can't just be us and our staff. The Bible says, if my people... It doesn't say if the pastors. It doesn't say if the prophetic prayer warriors. It doesn't say if the psalmist or if the worship leaders or if the camera guy or the youth pastor or the sound guy. It says if my people. If the people who are defined by my name. How are you defined by his name? When you said yes to Jesus, you became defined by him. We sang a song earlier that says Abba. What's that saying? Is the moment you start saying Abba is the moment you become his son or his daughter. You're defined by him. He says if that group of people that's sitting in this room will respond to the if, what are we going to do? We're going to humble ourselves. We're going to pray. We've got to seek his face. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. It can't just be me. It has to be all of us. All of us need to respond. All of us need to go all in. There's an urgency in my heart for this. An urgency unlike I've never known. And I'm not trying to be dramatic as I said. I'm not trying to cry wolf. And the last thing in the world you hear me do is stand up here on a stage and say Jesus is coming back on this date. But I am going to tell you this. Jesus is coming back very soon. And he's not coming back for a defeated church. He's not coming back for people who are living in sin. He's coming back for people who are living for him. Are you all in? Do you want to answer the if? Time is drawing to a close. Listen, we desperately need an awakening as families. This can't, honestly, the church is not the first place it needs to start. The first place it needs to start is in me. It needs to start in you. It needs to start in you. It needs to start in your family. And then it needs to come to this church. Awakening starts in the family first. We need an awakening. And today, as your pastor, I'm taking the first step toward that. You say, what's all the steps look like? I have no clue. I don't know all the details. I just know that Jesus is asking for 30 days. 
Am I saying that at the end of this 30 days, revival is going to sweep through our church? Nope. I don't have a clue. He hasn't told me. I just know he's asked for 30 days. And I'm answering. 30 days of prayer. 30 days of repentance. Mark chapter 8, let me start closing up. Mark chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Can I just tell you, same thing I told our students on Friday night, this next phase that I'm asking you to go into as Christians can't look like how you've been a Christian up to today. It's a sacrifice. If my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven. Mark 8 says, if you want to be my disciple, you've got to deny yourself, you've got to take up your cross, you've got to follow me. Another translation in Luke says, deny yourself and take up your cross daily. Another translation of it says this, anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. He is. I don't know about you, but when I... When I this message, when I read these verses, it hits me right between the eyes. And it sounds like somebody's saying, I'm going to go all in. So today, as we push pause on the series on the book of Ephesians, I reignite this call on Destiny Church to go all in. The call that I told both campuses on the first Sunday of the year, on the, on the last Sunday of the year at the Oasis, this call to go all in, this call to go all in on God. I'm asking you for the next 30 days to go all in, not on Destiny Church. I'm asking you to go all in on God. I'm asking you to go all in on prayer. I'm asking you to go all in on repentance. I'm asking us to go all in so we can become the church, the church, the church that he's called us to be. Today it's real simple. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to go back into worship. Republic and Marshfield, we're going to go back into worship. And I'm asking every single person in this room, I'm asking every single person at Marshfield, I know we've got people that are driving in a car today. My parents are on vacation. They're driving home from Amarillo, Texas. It wouldn't surprise me. They're watching right now. I know we've got people that are sitting on a boat this morning watching this. I'm asking all of you, wherever you are, to turn this moment into an altar. I'm asking you to respond. I'm asking you today to fall to your knees and to say, forgive me, Jesus. I'm asking you to repent. I'm asking you today to seek his face. I'm asking you to turn from your wicked ways. You say, Pastor Chad, I'm not wicked. I'm not sinful. That's fine. I'm not saying you're all wicked and sinful. But I'm saying that all of us in this room, we probably have some things in our heart that the Lord is saying, I want that. And we're holding on to it. Repent of it today. Repent for holding on to things you shouldn't be holding on to. Repent for mindsets. Repent for attitudes. Repent for substance abuse. Repent for addictions. Repent for the way you treated your spouse, the way you treated your kids. Repent. Repent for not being the son or the daughter of God that you need to be. Repent for not being all that you need to be in your relationship with Jesus. I'm asking you to repent. I'm asking you to do this. And if we do, here's what God says. I'll be there for you. I'll listen. I'll forgive your sins. I'll restore your land back to health. Listen to me. Now more than ever before, this is what we need. We need God to listen. We need God to forgive. And we need God to restore.
Let's pray. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.